Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about? Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise hey howdy Ben Kelly daughter of God casts ah pardon the uh, the slightly less than perfect audio but actually it is perfect because it's the world. It's me here in the world, uh, specifically 33rd Street and uh, 8th Avenue in uh, New York City, United States of America. And what am I doing here? I'm about to do a podcast because it's just time to do a podcast. Why not? I wrote this a week or two or three ago and, um, and I'm here in New York and I've got an hour or so to kill. So I'm going to do this podcast right here on the steps of the post office. There's Madison Square Garden and cars going by, taxis and people, people we may never see again walking by on the street. Dan Kelly, Shree Fuji Split, and this is episode 173, Idea Orama. Uh, we're going geeky in a few minutes. That's uh, Here's why that's a feature and not a bug. As a kid, I sat through so many Catholic masses, deadly dull. The priest was talking nonsense, but in English, so it seemed like it should be intelligible. Back in the days, those zany Catholics used to say the mass in Latin, back in the day. Back in the day, those zany Catholics used to say the mass in Latin, which wasn't a language the average Mary or Joe understood, so the nonsense really was nonsense to them, but intoned with so much ritual and solemnity that it became potent nonsense, redolent of divinity. And that's how I suggest you take in the imminent geekery. You know I've got something special going on after 173 episodes of podcasting and 14 years of persistent art making. Clearly I'm either mad or a genius or both. I'll be the priest and let my in unintelligible utterances be the Latin. Then we'll be in the divinity zone. Before we go there, this next bit is mostly in English. I'd liken this to uh, announcements before the main event. Like, 
uh, like they might say, okay, so uh, yeah, the, there's going to be a bake sale in the church basement kind of thing. And it's noisy here, huh? So, from early on December 14th, during Kriya's, it's today is December 27th. So that was almost two weeks, no, wait, uh, 11 plus 6. Wait a minute, what kind of math am I doing? Is that the new math? It's the 27th, so 14 plus 10 is 24. Yeah, almost two weeks, wow. Okay, all we have is our intuition. How often has a hunch led to musings, then hypotheses, and finally experimental confirmation? Not just for me, but for science and the arts. Perhaps blind alleys and backtracking along the way. Learning to identify intuition and then trust the resulting insights is my greatest joy. I am these days gently trending, decisively intuitive. There's lots of buzzwords critical of this approach. Confirmation bias comes immediately to mind. What I mean by intuition isn't conditioning, nor a practice pattern of thought. Intuition is an ecstatic openness a delight in discovery, especially discoveries that are luminously unprecedented to what we had thought was a given. That is anathema to confirmation bias. I won't go on and on about what intuition is not. I am still learning how to be intuitive, to trust my ability to connect with beauty and feel a rich sense of rapport with all there is. I love getting better at this. Here's the encouraging universal vision. Maybe if the cultivation of intuition became a collective worthiness, cultures arising from manipulation by external authority would fade. Ultimately, if we can take responsibility for our experience, attend to our feelings, learn to cultivate presence, and trust what then shows up, a delicious world transformation is possible. I'm going forward on this premise. I might fall flat on my face, go to my grave a discredited buffoon, but I'll have drank deep of fullness of my unique vitality. Perhaps a crumb along my trail will be discovered by another self-declared sentience, and through her will all slide just a bit closer to the consistent bliss of deliberate adventure. I leave behind these breadcrumbs, not for posterity, but because I'm enjoying myself and gushing the ephemeral clay of existence is its own reward. For the record, I vaulted a wall of fear that had blocked this path for me. I'll describe that wall briefly in case you too might yearn to trust, yearn to trust yourself but face obstacles. Your wall might be very different from mine, but here's what I heard. Solipsistic, ego-driven, selfish, obtuse, insane conspiracy theory terrorists conspiracy theory, terrorists, terrorist, predator, anti-democratic, unpatriotic, cultish, foolish, dreamer, freak, criminal, pariah, and my favorite, poser. You can climb any wall quietly, sans advertising. I might have made a spectacle of getting over, creating drama, created drama that didn't serve my freedom. The takeaway is this. Let's be aware that the voices of condemnation are only inside our own heads. We make the puppets yowl and caper. Well, describing the first Shebox artist meeting, rabbit holes yawn open for our mutual enjoyment a replay. 
Here's the preface. Melanie, Joe, and Dan are developing a visual language for the sheet box so as to lift exposition to high art. You may have listened to 2.5 hours of audio of our first meeting in episode 1111. I am transcribing and summarizing our meetings to document the discovery, create a compendium of our communication. Midway through the transcription, I decided to sip some Michigan smoke and ended up with copious insights. I offer these quite geeky musings without too much explanation, just the skinny straight up. Feel the process. Feelings for the box expressed as imagery. Photos, let's say of the burnings, could be vintage naked kids fleeing translated into line drawings beyond waking life and scanner darkly. How to get past that aesthetic to something more universal, not recognized overtly as an effect, subtle and evocative. Yikes. I move my expertise into designing this look with feedback from other artists to start. The lines and edges of the drawing, what sort of dance are they doing? What if using Trickster to go from one version of an image to another, simple rotation or a topaz upres of some portion, is Trickster app based on AI? Western mark? NVIDIA has hardware that will do what Trickster does from 2018dpreview.com. What's Trickster's response? Twixter. Twixter's Twixter quality versus NVIDIA? Question mark. The hockey player. Does something about the super slow-mo look odd? Does his body feel gloppy? Are his bones too bendy? What? Future research on Twixter. Making video look like film. What's, what this article makes me think of is the gobs of VHS and 8mm interlaced video and such from before the HVXs deinterlaced and then uprezzed. Kind of mind-blowing that these old memories could be clarified and heightened with machine learning. Information added to them that wasn't there. Guesses. How good are those guesses really? How granular is the teaching data set? What might fall through the cracks with the current versions of this tech? Pay attention to the results, Shebox artists. Master the effing big screen. What was that documentary about micro-expressions? Scientists analyzing faces of violent tribe. Talks about Cato in OJ trial. Malcolm Gladwell, Blink? I have that as an audiobook, pretty sure. Big criticism of Gladwell's Blink, which I begin to recall the gist of as I bob in the interwaves. Strangely, what I was just writing about for a possible podcast episode, intuition. My decision to decisively trust same. Weird. Here's the wiki poop where Gladwell dissenters are quoted. By the way, if you're wondering what the hell this is, there's some, quote, there's some links in here that are in the text. So if you want to find out what these links are about, you can just go to the episode and click on them. Um, I vaguely remember Gladwell discussing what might be the cognitive mechanisms underlying intuition. I'm going into extrapolation mode by skipping these mechanisms and thinking about the brain's more potent incarnation as a receiver of signals, the signal of Dan Kelly, for instance. Like Nassim points out, the radio announcer is not inside the radio. I drive myself like a car, whoa! No wonder that analogy of car as extension of self feels so obvious and potent. These incarnations are super sweet extensions of ourselves. I might be writing a podcast episode right now, who can tell? Turns out I was. 
So everything I seem to be seeking is delivered by feeling the reception of what is eternal, indestructible, nameless, delighted, what I actually am. Yes, I am an amazing body. And I am a duality, the space-time continuum. Uh, so focused on what is only 0.01% of me. If we seek vibrant physicality, there's a signal available that is ever recharging, regener regenerative, birthing, healing, empowering, delivering. I am that signal's reception. That's how physicality is projected out of bubbling nothing. We aren't remotes either. We are a unique projection, fusion of nowness with the divine, or maybe the divine's pretending at limitation creates the now. Some tricky shit. I might like to explore why duality and not trinity or some other idiot but a bit too esoteric for this episode. Yeah. Um, I had a tiny awakening there, writing about the signal of me. I experienced being a signal. That's not proof that it's true, whatever true is, however, that I could feel, that I could easily test drive the experience is notable. What still just totally blows me away, though, that we really do choose our experience. We can choose to choose. Take that for a test drive. Practice. Practice makes perfect. And merry two days after Christmas, folks. And that's episode 173, Idea Orama, Daughter of Godcast Season 4 Choice, and I'm Dan Kelly. The Christmas episode could involve a long drive in the dark. That's another adventure plan which I am not at liberty to discuss. Well, this is all after the fact. I'm here in New York, so I actually I actually did that already. Um, oh, uh, 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 but we can discuss plenty of other things. There's never a lack of words here, is there? Seems to be more ears out there. Collaborators are returning after the hiatus. Thanks for being a friend of the Daughter of Godcast. Thanks for helping with your attention and your comments and ideas. This isn't the year-end wrap-up, not quite, but I want to get a jump on the appreciation, both for the chance to discover and document so much and to do this together, multiply-minded geographically diverse, mysteriously resonant, just by sitting in front of a microphone and camera in an age of miracles.